Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the 6 o'clock hour, everybody. Coming up on 6.05, Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, Everything Turkey Sex. I'm Jace with Lex and Dawn McClain. Thanks for being here. This is, I like this song. Yeah. This is Side Effects, everybody. The Chainsmokers with Emily Warren. It's fairly new, right? It's I haven't heard this a lot. Yeah. How I know that is I'm not sick of it yet. <laughs> Keyword yet. <laughs> Keyword Keyword uh, yet. Uh, a naked man in aquarium is coming up uh, in just a little bit from Alexis. I'm curious about that. Plus, I'll tell you why food people crack my earth up. But uh, following Dawn's mini me dirt alert, let's get to let's finish talking about some hot. It's dish. really a hot dish. Oh hot my dish. god! It's a good thing I brought my leather oven mitts. Oh, you betcha! Yeah. Maybe I sprinkle some crushed potato chips on top to snazz it up. It's hot. today is French inspired. It's basically a quiche Lorraine. Ooh. Fresh ham I got from my pig and some spinach. There we mm. go. Uh, enjoy, please. <laughs> Dawn mentioned it in the dirt alert, so uh, I'll just start with this. The Connors is on tonight, or as we call it, Roseanne without Roseanne. Mm-hmm. And I opened up the Star Tribune this morning, and I don't know why this surprised me. Because, I mean, there have been some good reviews. But Neil Justin, in the Star Tribune, who covers the TV and media, here's what he wrote. The Connors is even better without disgraced Roseanne. Wow. ABC sitcom is heartbreaking, but also hilarious. Um, I read this too. I was surprised. Yeah. Here's what he wrote. ABC gave critics a look at two episodes of the new series, but only on the condition that they not reveal how Roseanne Connor is no longer in the picture. Fine. What can be said is that the explanation seems completely natural, as if the writers knew last year that the character might disappear. It's heartbreaking, but also hilarious. Uh, He goes on to write, Laughing inappropriately is what mom taught us to do, says older daughter Becky in Tuesday's premiere. Um, The overshadowed castmates, Neil writes, overshadowed sometimes by Roseanne, finally gets to do more than bicker. Uh, especially the sisters. And she said that Lori, he said rather, Lori Metcalf as Jackie has a scene in which Jackie edges toward like a breaking point while rearranging the kitchen. 
And Neil says that that scene alone could earn her a fourth Emmy. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, he writes, Barr's contributions can't be brushed under the couch. Her brand of dark humor, along with her insistence in Americans uh, struggling to pay the bills should command center stage remain vital to the series. The disgraced star may not be in a position to unleash one of her signature cackles, but viewers have every reason to roar, roar and breathe a sigh of relief. So that's what Neil writes yeah, today. Three and a half out of four stars. Mm-hmm. I, I was. It's interesting that Neil uh, wrote this because last night I wrote. I think it was Vanity Fair or Esquire got together with some former writers of Roseanne from the original run, and some talked uh, uh, under the condition of uh, being anonymous and said, you know, it was fifty-fifty. Some said. That the show, they wished the show the best. And there was there were two from the original run that said, look, no matter how disgraced, no matter how much you don't like her personally, it's very hard to replace a lead of a show. Yeah. And you have to have this one writer was like, here's the deal. It takes a certain, this is almost verbatim, it takes a certain personality type to lead a, t- lead a sitcom. And Roseanne had it. And it's hard to fill that void with an ensemble. And the writer said, I don't know if it's a he or she, but the writer said they love John, John Goodman, love Lori Metcalf, and love uh, Sarah Gilbert. They said, but none of them have that X factor that can lead a show. I think Lori Metcalf could do it. You do? I do. Yeah. And I feel like this uh, back in the day, Roseanne did, but not now. When this reboot came back, I thought her acting was awful. Me too. See, I mm. glad I said the same thing. I thought I remember our review after the premiere of the reboot. Yeah, yeah. I thought Roseanne's timing, which she was known for, her 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 timing was always very natural. I think we I went back that day that we talked about it on this show. I went back and I watched uh, two of her routines on Carson, and her delivery in the standup was like she was telling us a story. Her her acting in the premiere last year was very stilted. It was mm-hmm. like she was reading. It was very rat-a-tat-tat, her, her reading of the lines. It seemed like lines. I think she felt uncomfortable. You uh, do? For this whole reboot. I, I listened to, she was a guest on the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, you listened to that. I listened to the whole thing, yes. And oh, she, okay. She uh, kind of mentioned in that, that, you know, in terms of the in the writers' room, she wanted to have a, a different voice be represented. She's like, "Yes, you can have all of the Trump jokes all you want, but at the same time, there needs to be some balance here." So she would fight for uh, digs on because her character voted for Trump, and so she said, "I, I want to have some kind of balance here because uh, our people would have voted for him <laughs> back in." That's what the Connors. We represent. Would have done. Yes, that's what we would have represented, or at least let's have some, uh, you know, some play back and forth. And she said that she it was not very receptive mm. in the writers' room. So for sure, I think that that first season it was already feeling uncomfortable. And when that tweet came out, it just was okay. Let's just this is this is our time to go. I do. We have to give some credit for to Roseanne for giving up her financial. Uh, Gain from and stake in the show uh, to be able to have the character, you know, the actors and everyone behind the scene continue their job. 
you know, that that was uh, very giving of her. Absolutely. Because if you guys, no reason everybody should know the ins and outs of TV. Roseanne owned, you know, owned part, if not all of the rights to the, well, it's her. Yeah. Uh, to the rights to that character. So in order to move forward, ABC demanded that Roseanne have no interest whatsoever. And I guess it's very apparent. Her name is nowhere in the credits. And you will notice if if eagle-eyed viewers pay close attention to the pictures in the Connor living room, there are no pictures of Roseanne anywhere. Mm. Like her, they they don't even have the rights, nor do I think they wanted to use her likeness in any way, which yeah. I find fascinating. I started to see more of her side after that interview, too. I, I, watching it tonight, that's why I'm curious to see you know how they do this and where they're going to go with it. I'm sure it's going to be really funny, um, but it is heartbreaking on so many levels. Yeah. It, what, you know, it's come to this. What do you feel? We don't have a lot of time, but what? But I didn't get to listen to this. Yeah. What is there something specifically that turned your dial a little bit to see her side a little bit more? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she felt she feels very misunderstood that, you know, she she didn't mean her tweet in that way. Um, and also that this swiftness. I mean, I, I remember when this happened, we were all like, yeah, OK, that's what you get. But uh, at the same time, it, it, two of her tweets, so it was this tweet and there was another tweet like many years ago that um, was kind of brought to light in the controversy of the, the you know, the current, the recent tweet that got her fired. Um, but I, you just, whew, the the swiftness of that and that they're just moving forward. There is some kind of sadness there when she was talking about it, that she wishes the show, you know, success, but you could tell she doesn't want to be a part of it. And it's just, ugh. yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm confused though. You, you, you said you started to see her side a little oh, bit more. Oh, I did. Yeah. Just, just so, the sadness that she was, she was a part of it and that the, the, the she feels so misunderstood that that's not yeah. what she meant by her tweet. And Joe Rogan, you know, he's also, I mean, he's, he agrees with her that she's a comedian and that, you know, that uh, this is a, a slippery slope of, you know, you one tweet or two over how long she's been on Twitter can end things so swiftly. They had other examples of people who've said far worse things that were given um, some lenience. lenience. And also they were backed by their station. Like they used um, Samantha B as an example, um, her tweet, her, that controversy, but Comedy Central was behind her supporting her for it. She felt no support from ABC. Yeah. And so, you know, that, they yeah. brought up some good points there. And I need to listen to the interview. Uh, it is coming up on us. Uh, well, that's, so it's tonight, everybody. If you want to check it out, I'm sure you will, and I'm sure we'll have reaction. I'm I'm curious. I, you know me. I I like series finales. I like big episodes, even when I don't watch the show. I like to see how shows handle things. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. We all do. When we come back, uh, Alexis is going to tell us the story of a naked man in an aquarium. Can't wait for this. Back after Jason and Alexis in the morning. A sheriff's deputy in California lured an enormous runaway pig back to its pen by making a trail of Doritos in the streets. <laughs> Look at that. I guess you could say that deputy knows how to bring home the bacon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Dad joke. 
James Corden doing a dad joke just for Lex. Welcome back, everybody. Coming up on 621, Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything B. Arthur. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, okay, I've waited long enough. We just gave you some hot dish. We just talked about the Connors. Mm-hmm. Now uh, on to crazy news. Lex, why oh why on the sheet for today's show do you have written Naked man in aquarium. Yeah, naked man jumped into an aquarium, into a shark tank, and now he's wanted by the Toronto police. This happened at Ripley's Aquarium of Canada. He seemed completely relaxed. He was swimming with the sharks. This happened Friday night. He bought a ticket and uh, (laughs) to the Ripley's Aquarium. About ten thirty, he jumped in. He stripped, jumped in with the sharks. They called the police right away because there was a security guard. You know, the security guard's not going to jump in after him. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the security guards, you can hear there's a video of him screaming, uh, get out of the water, get out of the water. And uh, he does for a second, but then jumps back in. And you can hear the crowd just cheering. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Cover your nibbly bits. The sharks Come are going to bite you. Uh, they didn't, though. No. Uh, but the police arrived seven minutes. Minutes after they were called and he was already gone. There was no injuries to him, to the animals, to any of the patrons. He's a his bald nibbles. guy. Or his nibbles, yep. He's bald. He they say he's thirty-five to forty years old, five ten, two hundred and twenty pounds. He has a tattoo on his lower leg. There's video of this, and yep, there's his naked butt cheeks. Swimming in the water. Gosh, I mean, does he have a death him. wish? What? Well, okay, here's the other thing. Uh, I think we can blame it on some drugs or alcohol because... Blame it on the Somebody saw him at like Applebee's. Yeah. Well, he so there's surveillance video that you can see. But, of course, there's some butt cheeks in there. And he said they say that he's also been involved in a violent assault that that occurred at medieval times <laughs> just, wait a minute. just a few miles wait a minute from the aquarium wait a minute he he was involved in a violent incident at medieval times the dining <laughs> yeah. place yeah he, yeah you don't know silverware you watch the the jolting or the what, what is that called jousting jousting, jousting the jousting and so you know he, was he maybe took naked his, then no he was fully clothed then he didn't have a sword fight well okay. ooh, ooh, now that would be something i would watch that or if he's throwing some turkey legs around don have you yes and i mean this with love <laughs> medieval times sounds like you have you been to medieval times yes i actually was an actor at medieval times I at one point <laughs> I knew it. I had That's the best amazing. In, in the Dallas location. I had the best gig ever. I said not a word. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I played the queen. I didn't say anything. I had no lines. I just sat up there and people were like, yay! This great gig. I knew it. I didn't get paid as much as the other actors, but hey. Did you get to eat free every night? Oh, yeah. <gasps> oh, man. I basically just sat up there and ate and clapped like a queen. Wow. <laughs> Why did I know? I just, I, the moment when Alexis said medieval times, I'm like, I can see Dawn being <laughs> like a hostess or oh. or, or, a, uh, or a server at medieval times. But you were, the, I should have, I should have aimed higher. Mm. You were the queen. I was. Yeah. It was a great gig. There are some great uh, equestrians that work there. People that uh, that work with falcons and they're, they're really great trained equestrians cool. and actors i however was just you know yeah that is a nice <laughs> gig there speak. sit there and eat and be the queen yeah did you did witness you... anything that could have been maybe some food fights or um no inappropriate behavior yeah i mean there's inappropriate behavior people you know drink too much and you know with those oh, turkey yeah. legs girl. have to get kicked out of medieval times how embarrassing how embarrassing <laughs> i mean seriously to have that on your criminal record Ooh. Yeah. I was kicked out of medieval times in 98. I paid yeah. $75 to get in here and I was kicked out. Oof. <laughs> I've never been to a medieval oh, times. Oh, you are missing out, Jace. There's really? one on the way to Chicago. Am I? I know there is. You know what's better, though? Actually, in Flor- in Orlando, um, around where you go with Disney, there's, yeah. um, there's a pirate show that's super good that's similar. Mm. I would go see, see would... that before I'd go to medieval times. I... I... <laughs> I would do that before, yeah. Medieval time scares me. Uh, coming up on uh, 626, everybody. When we come back, uh, I saw a great documentary that I can't wait to tell you about. That and more when we return. Now a trend has emerged. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's happening right now? Topping Google Trends and Entertainment, Paul Allen, the billionaire philanthropist and co-founder of Microsoft, died on Monday from complications of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was 65 years old. Now, earlier this month, he announced that he was once again receiving treatment for lymphoma. He was last treated for the disease in 2009. Uh, Also trending, Piers Morgan mocked a picture of James Bond actor Daniel Craig carrying his three-month-old baby in a front baby carrier on Twitter. Uh, The responses to the oh not you two hashtag emasculated bond got no love from pretty much everybody in the world including chris evans and uh, hashtags on twitter we have tuesday thoughts and the connors which premieres again tonight and that's the latest trends those are the latest trends rather and you can find more at mytalk1071.com now you know what we know see more at mytalk1071.com and now A hilarious Halloween dad joke by Alexis. Why are demons and ghouls always together? Because demons are a ghoul's best friend. (laughs) This has been a hilarious Halloween dad joke by Alexis. Uh, That one's cute. Yeah. Don. Yeah. <laughs> Don, <laughs> yeah. Don, you get, yeah, you get that one, Don. Mm, sort of. I mean, I really. Well, mm, 
No. Do you like it, Don? Is that a good one? I don't. I don't. No, it's really not good, is it? No. No. Rude. It's really not. Sorry, no. Lex. Got a better one? <laughs> no. I really don't. Uh... <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Guys, I, uh, I'm i really excited. I'm naming this an Ab Fab. You can watch it on, I just did some research. I watched it on the plane, but you can watch it on Amazon Prime if you're a subscriber. Um, it's a documentary called Game Changers, and it is... Absolutely fabulous! I'm naming it an Ab Fab item. It's all about game shows, which if you're listening to this station, chances are you're a fan of pop culture. And this is a pop culture lover's... Dream. Dream. I mean, it's just chock full of fun stories told by the masters of the genre of your favorite game shows, and you name it. You name a game show, they probably discuss it. From Wheel of Fortune to To Tell the Truth to Price is Right to Deal or No Deal to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Joker's Wild. Joker's Wild. I love Joker's Wild. They talk about everything, and Alex Trebek hosts it. And he gets he sits down with most of the greats. Uh, the only person kind of missing, and I and I probably sadly am guessing that it has something to do with poor health. Uh, Bob Barker is not interviewed, uh, which is a notable absence. Mm. Uh, uh, but I, I'm just going to quickly go through some of my favorite moments. I think I've queued up. I managed to queue up uh, my prime. I think pretty well. First, the great Peter Marshall. Now, Peter Marshall, everybody, for you youngins out there like Thesis and all of our 20 and 30-somethings, Peter Marshall was was one of the greatest game show hosts, and he hosted one of the greatest reigns of a, of a game show, The Hollywood Squares. Mm. And this was, Peter Marshall took uh, had it when it was in its prime, and it was hysterical, a lot of double entendres. They had some regulars like Paul Lind. Well, here he is. I think I've queued this up well. Uh, here he is telling Alex about the taping schedule, about the taping schedule, and how the taping schedule for Hollywood Squares would sometimes lead to some antics. Um, he'll explain. Anyway, we ran 16 years, and Breakfast at Tiffany's closed in Boston, so you never know. Object for the players is to get three stars in a row, either across or down or diagonally. It is up to them to figure out if the stars give me a correct answer, make you one up. That's how they get the square. The game is worth $200. We play a two out of three match. Our players play for $400, and every day we play the secret square game. We'll start with that. One of the things a lot of people don't know about game shows is that we usually tape five in a day. Right. And one of the great things about Hollywood Squares is that you guys would tape three and then have a luncheon or dinner break right. followed by... The last two shows. shows. And in the luncheon break, there were alcoholic beverages (laughs) served. And that made the Thursday and Friday shows of the week more special than ever. I never imbibed. No. No. George uh, Goebel did. Mr. Goebel did, and Mr. Lynn did, and uh, and a lot of people did, and it was fun. In what state was Abraham Lincoln born? In what state? Mm Mm-hmm. Like all of us, naked and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's the great Paul in there. So, and then Drew Carey told a story uh, about, and it's ironic, yesterday was the anniversary of Drew taking over for The Tonight Show. Uh, here's a little clip of Drew. This is from the trailer for Game Changers. That's the documentary we're talking about. Drew um, was done with the Drew Carey show on ABC. He was done with whose line is it anyway? He was sitting on a bucket of cash. 
really didn't need to work. Mentally didn't really want to work. He was doing <laughs> some stand-up uh, stand gigs when his agent called him. And his agent called him and said, CBS Casting is calling me. They want you to replace Bob Barker on The Price is Right. And Drew laughed and said, I'm not doing, and this is his words, not mine. I'm not doing that old woman show. I'm not doing that, that grandpa-grandma show. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that game show. And And then... Uh, he said like a couple months went by and his agent called him again and said, CBS is on the phone again and they really, really want you. And the agent's like, I think you should consider this. And he said, you know, he changed his tune a little bit. He goes, you know, out of professional courtesy, I should at the very least have a meeting with these people with CBS. And he sat down with the executive, and this is what happened. This is Drew telling the story, which I thought was really, really good. The producer of the, of the show, uh, he asked me, he goes, what's, the, what's your favorite thing to do? And I said, I love to leave big tips. And he goes, well, on The Price is Right, you get to do that every day. And, I swear- and that was it. He said, wow. Drew said it really is his favorite thing to do. Because the producer is like, you know, in your life, what brings you the most joy? And Drew, the, the story's a little bit longer when you see the documentary, but Drew said, bottom line, I love to go into a restaurant and I love to leave a big tip and make that server's day. And then the producer, and because Drew was ready to walk. He he humored him with a meeting, uh, but he's like, eh, I still, nah, a game show? I don't know. And then he said, and then the producer said that famous line of, well, on The Price is Right, you get to leave a big tip to people every day and make their, change their lives. And Drew said, at, at that moment, at that moment, give me that uh, long microphone, give me, give me the job. I'll take it. And then it was a done deal from that one, from that one answer from that very smart producer changed Drew's career, moving to wheel of fortune. And maybe I'll play, I'll, I'll find this clip uh, a little bit later. I'll bring this up again, but wheel of fortune was very interesting because, and a lot of people don't remember this, especially our younger viewers. When you think of you, when you think of Wheel of Fortune, you think of Pat Sajak and Vanna White, right? Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> that wasn't uh, always the case. So, I, I'll try not to get too technical. Wheel of Fortune started out on NBC daytime. So after the Today Show and before the soaps. The networks ran a lot of game shows in the late in the 70s and then in the early 80s. And then game shows kind of died out in the late 80s, early 90s. And NBC or uh, Wheel of Fortune was just part of the NBC schedule. And back then it was Chuck Woolery of Love Connection fame and a woman named Susan Stratford, who was the Vanna White. And the show had run for, I believe, four, three or four years. And the show was owned, created by a gentleman named Merv Griffin. He even uh, he owned wheel he owned Jeopardy too, and Merv Griffin's son tells this great story of how in the like the fourth year Chuck Woolery kind of got big in his britches Lex and was like okay the show is a is a decent hit wasn't the phenomenon that it is today but it's doing all right for NBC I'm gonna ask for I think triple my salary and both Susan and and Chuck did that and they were getting ready to go out. Uh, to tape an episode. And Merv kept saying, no, I'm not. we're not making that much money yet. The show is still, I think, third in the ratings on NBC. 
And they they it was taping day, and Chuck and Susan locked themselves in their dressing room. And Merv was on the set at the time because uh, Wheel of Fortune was Merv Griffin's baby. And Merv went to the dressing room, was knocking on the door, and Chuck goes, I'm sorry, uh, I can't come out. And Merv goes, that's okay, you're fired. And fired both of them instantly. Shut down the show. Whoa. Shut down the show. Chuck thinking, we're taping. There's no way they can get rid of us. Oh, oh yes, they can. Can't, uh, fired them instantly. Merv got rid of both of them. Shut the show down. Sent the people home. And then uh, saw Pat, I think on like a Canadian show. And his son tracked him down. And Pat came in. Da 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 da. They saw Vanna White on an episode of The Price is Right. She was a contestant on The Price is Right. Whoa. And Vanna was one that. of. Yeah, Vanna was one of three. Was the most nervous, Pat said. Uh, but there was something that Merv liked in her, and she was eventually named after a couple tryouts. She was named the the uh, permanent letter turner and has been on the show ever since. But yeah, this is it all was in this documentary. All in the documentary. Great stories like this, and this is only I pulled three out. Where can we There's find this to get Game Changers? Game Changers. If you just tuned in, great documentary on game shows. I'm uh, looking. I watched it on the plane, but in the commercial break, I uh, if you have an Amazon Prime membership, okay, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Cool for free. I'm I'm watching it now, and it's available for rent. If you have Apple TV, it's like three bucks or something to rent. Guys, it's really, really fascinating. If you grew up on game shows, uh, and again, it's well done. Don and I always like, you know, crappy documentaries drive me nuts. This is a, a well-made documentary. <laughs> I'll share more stories later on. Like Regis talks about who wants to be a millionaire. Howie Mandel tells about the interesting uh, evolution of deal or no deal. And uh, and much more. So game changers, everybody. The history of game shows. Ooh. Ab, it's a definite ab fab. Absolutely fabulous. Coming up on uh, six forty three, we're going to take a very short break. Lex is going to uh, go to the margarita bar and get us some newer margaritas, and we'll be back right after this. And now, deep thoughts by Jack Handy. If you're a cowboy and you're dragging a guy behind your horse, I bet it would really make you mad if you looked back and the guy was reading a magazine. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I love that so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Deep Thoughts, classic used, from oh, SNL. I used oh. to have a booklet of the, uh, like a small book of those. I in, have it. In my glove yeah. compartment. Yes. In traffic when I was really pissed, I'd just get that out and read one and throw it back uh, in there. Let's do one more. Here yeah. we go. Now, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. If you're a cowboy oh, and you're dragging it, oh, hold on, here and now deep thoughts by Jack Handy. <laughs> if you lived in the dark ages and you were a catapult operator, I bet the most common question people would ask is, "Can't you make it shoot farther?" <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's as far as it shoots. <laughs> They need to bring that back on SNL. They do. Oh, that's so good. 
good. Uh, six uh, six forty nine. Uh, Lex question there. That valid question. Uh-huh, yeah. Six forty nine. Uh, you have a funny eBay story. Oh my gosh! Yes, I do. Okay, do you guys remember? Was this a few months ago? Uh, the woman bought the 1991 championship frosted uh, flakes from us. Yes, and then it ate them. <laughs> literally, yeah, literally <laughs> bought them from you. Lex and Angel, her husband, they have a business. Uh-huh. Old school Angel's- Toros. Yes, and you sold this what was frosted flakes? It was a frosted it? flakes, yeah. and the woman it's it's a commemorative. Box of, cereal box of cereal for not yeah. for eating no. 91 championship she wrote back and said oh this cereal is gross my kids are getting sick no kidding it's old so- <laughs> it's a collector's <laughs> item it's not meant to be consumed <laughs> no well i have another story like that it's pretty cool so uh yeah so we sell mostly uh sports and toys and things for kids and so um on hill listed this this 1990s bike, it's a GT Performer Freestyle BMX bike. Mm-hmm. And it's this really cool bike. They can do like lots of different tricks on it. And mostly he was selling it for parts. And it, you can put in your listing that you want it to be a local pickup. And he put in St. Paul. So someone buys it. There were 11 bids on it. Sold it for $103. Pretty cool. And got a message from the buyer and he said can we meet on Saturday morning would that be okay with you they actually ended up meeting on Sunday and of course Angel says okay no problem meet me at our store because we we have a booth at Antiques Minnesota he says that's a great place to meet so let's meet there and the guy goes okay I'm going to get on the road right now and Angel looks at his profile guy lives in Louisville, Louisville Kentucky you oh guys. my God, <laughs> that's 12 hours? Yes. Dude gets in his car. He does not. He drives from Louisville, Kentucky. To you? For us? For a $100 bike? To pick up this bike. I was like, this guy must be nuts. I'm like, I'm glad you're meeting him in a nice neutral area. And Angel, he meets him. He's like the coolest guy. He's in his late 20s. He's so excited. He always wanted a bike like this when he was a kid. He wants to share it with his kids. They're going to learn tricks and everything. And I'm just thinking, how <laughs> crazy. Oh my gosh. You find that in Kentucky. And here's the other thing. And Don, we'll do a video afterward. Uh, but he brought us some gingy. Some ginger ale. What? How did he even know? I don't know. But I guess it's very popular in Kentucky called Ale 81. Okay. And I brought a bottle, so we are going to try it. We'll do a video. Oh. I what? couldn't believe it. Are you going to try it. right now? When are you going to try oh, it? We'll do a video because it's kind of a visual thing. Oh, we'll do okay. that after the show today. So uh, oh, okay. we'll post that uh, with my talk. We'll talk to Hannah and get that going. But yeah. um, that. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe he <laughs> must crazy? listen to the show. I, you know, Does I'm he not, listen to the show? No, he doesn't. No, this is a... Yeah. Shut up. This no. is accident? I guess Or this is a coincidence? It's a coincidence, yeah. That I, he brought you a gingy? <laughs> he brought a whole six-pack of these gingies, this Ale 881, and I guess it's so popular there that they make... You know how we there's like frozen Coke and then there's the cherry slushies? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they make them into raspberry. slushies there. 
gingy slushies. A gingy, can you imagine, Dawn? Oh, we would go gross. crazy. Mm. Disgusting. Oh, man, can't De- wait. Disgusting. <laughs> we'll give you one for Colin because he likes a gingy every now and then. Yeah, he, uh, okay. he does. I will tell you. There's some pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're delicious, Jace. Mm-hmm. I will, whatever. Uh, I will tell you that... We flew, like I said, we flew, we were in Orlando uh, Thursday through Sunday night. We flew there on Delta, but because Delta hates us, uh, jokingly, because Delta took away a lot of their Orlando MSP flights for mm. this fall winter season, mm-hmm. we uh, we wanted to take a later flight, and Sun Country offers a later flight. Delta does not from Orlando. So we're on uh, Sun Country, and as you guys know, if you've read the business pages, Sun Country is getting ready to undergo a big change. They don't, uh, they're getting rid of first class. Um, yeah, they're baby. Doing, they're More doing, gingy for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing like something like best, better, best, or like better, best, bestest class or something. I don't know. Well, so Colin's looking at the menu because we weren't even sure if you know we we bought first class tickets but we weren't even sure what that means anymore on sun country other than the seats were a little wider and more legroom did he order a gingy well well so we open up the menu for sun country and first of all the flight attendants were great um they both are my talkers they were fantastic a man and a woman my apologies her names have escaped me but uh, the woman loves birthday pranks and she was talking to me about them but anyway uh so we we're looking at the menu and Colin goes Look, special ginger ale on this flight. And it was yes. like a ginger ale cocktail. Ah, yeah. And I'm like, don't you dare order that. I said, because then I'm going to have to take a picture and then I'm going to have to send it to Lex and then I'll never live it down that my husband likes that crap. And yeah, it was, yeah. we, we kind of laughed, but, uh, but yeah, so ginger ale. <laughs> yes. people, and then there was a woman that passed us. Uh, we, we, we got seated and a woman, another, my talker was on the flight and she was walking past us. She kind of stopped and did, she kind of looked at me and, uh, she goes, I'm going back to steerage to get a Genji. And I was like, like, have fun girl, have fun in row 65. And she laughed and (laughs) the Genji, the Genji revolution is real. Yes, that's right. Well, I hope that guy is satisfied with his purchase. Oh my gosh, he gave us such a great review. He loved it. There are so many fun eBay stories like that of just un, you know, just unlikely purchases and different people, the different things you can see. But anyway, that was that was super fun over the weekend. (laughs) I love it. We'll be back with the seven at seven, and uh, Tuesday means second chance friendship. All starts after these words. Hi, I'm here on USPTO. It's almost the end of the year, and if you don't put me on a timesheet, I will be gone forever. Use me or lose me. Let's get away. It's getaway time. Get our best deals of the season on a new Hyundai. It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now, get 0% APR for up to 36 months, plus zero payments for 90 days on select Hyundai vehicles. Hurry to your local Hyundai dealer today. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offer ends 1323. Call 1-562-314-4603 for complete offer details. Pop quiz, what can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. 
Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details.